0: Once again, into the Soccer OG. Hey, that's me, Max Paretos. This is episode 45. Please rate, review, download, and share our podcast so we can get it to a wider audience. It certainly helps, and I know you're doing your part because the numbers reflect it. We are joining you from Las Vegas. I wish I was in a more high-profile area than my hotel here at the lovely Vidara, but it is what it is. But I'll give you a little background of what I am doing just making sure you know what is coming up today because I'm involved in something a little different. I'm knee-deep in crypto and blockchain, and I'll get into all of that. Didn't get to watch as many games as I would have liked this weekend. But I do have a very special guest in the business, and Eric Winalda, American soccer legend, scored one of my favorite goals of all time, and I asked him about it, so stick around for his answer because it is very, very heartwarming. And we won't have stoppage time because I went a little long with Eric, but it was worth it. He is a loose cannon in the very best possible way. Very honest man. We need more honesty in this sport, and he can provide it. And I want to be in line with all of that as we get closer to soccer nirvana in the United States with our national team, our league, and everything in between. So let us get started right now. Great interview ahead here with Eric Winaldo. We'll get to that in a moment. But a couple things I wanted to discuss here from beautiful Las Vegas. Well, not beautiful. But Las Vegas really become an incredible sports city. I'll talk to Eric Winaldo about that in the business end. You have the Raiders. You have the Golden Knights. which It's out of control how many Golden Knight jerseys you see in Las Vegas. <laughs> it really is weird. You have the UFC. You have potentially an MLS franchise coming. The talk of baseball. You know, it's going to be it's going to be a city that has all the major sport teams before too long cuz it just makes too much sense. The NBA is going to be here, MLB, MLS, joining NFL and the NHL. So uh it's interesting. The reason I am here, it's a very special gig for gala games. So uh I don't know I, did, I didn't know anything about crypto or blockchain or these kind of things, but this is a company that is now creating a, uh, a gaming platform where the players, when you invest so much time in playing games, and you know gamers do, they could spend eight, 10 hours a game. That time is worth it in this ecosystem. You can play to earn, and you can build and buy things, and it is, comes with value. I don't know about this cryptocurrency if it's going to have lasting power. I have my doubts. It's way too volatile. But it's certainly worth k- kicking the tires, and I'm I'm going to keep doing it. So I'm excited to be in here in the gaming space because I got my head on a swivel. I love calling soccer. I love being involved in soccer. Soccer sometimes hasn't been the best to me. I love calling fights, and uh, I'm looking to you know I'm always looking to expand my boundaries. Speaking of calling fights, and I've never really had this experience. So I, I work for Combate Global. And my analyst is Juliana Pena, who is a UFC fighter. And this weekend, Juliana, a plus 650 underdog. I wasn't supposed to bet on her. I'm not a gambler, but I threw a little bit of money there. Fought Amanda Nunes and beat her. Amanda Nunes was viewed as unstoppable, unbeatable, hence the huge advantage in the odds. But I had a, you know, I I would call Combate Global Fights and we'd have the car ride back to the hotel and I'd talk to Juliana and she would be a nervous wreck thinking about this fight. And we would say, and I'd always bring up, and we're talking a little MMA, I hope that's okay with all of you, about how fights are. It's a tough business. You have to be so engaged. You have to be locked in. You have to have a desire to, you know, run through a brick wall to be a champion. And we've seen it you know, with Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor where once you've achieved a certain thing and you've made the millions and you're starting a family and you're happy with your life, you started looking at fighting and training camps and go, okay, but you're not going to sit there and be the first one in, last one out, do whatever it takes. And I would sit there with Juliana, and she was like, I don't know if I could win this fight. She didn't say that. I go, but everyone said she couldn't win this fight. And I asked her, and I, she said, I want it more. And I go, Juliana, that is your—I'm not saying I did anything to do this, but we had that conversation. I go, you want it more. And I told her about the instances about Ronda Rousey and Connor McGregor. And maybe Amanda Nunes, who's got her family of her own. She's done everything. She is the— the greatest women's fighter of all time, and no one can take that away from her even if she loses a bunch of fights, but what does she have to prove that's that makes her opponent very dangerous if they want it. Juliana want it, and I am sitting here at a nightclub in Las Vegas watching that fight on my phone, and I see her punch Amanda Nunez and take her down and win the championship, and what is viewed as the biggest upset in UFC history, I started crying. I started crying because I thought of those conversations. I've never been in this situation, and this is not about me. I've never been in a situation where I I know somebody who's a world champion who did that. Intimately, because we work so close, and we have conversations every week about this. So it it was a visceral moment for me, and I'm so happy for her. And maybe we'll have her on the podcast. Let me know if you want. We'll get Juliana to talk about that. But achieving your dreams. You're the world champion. Your life's going to get better. You're going to make money. I hope so. Knowing UFC, it can be a little cheap. But maybe that is something that they can do. So it was a very proud moment for me, for my friend, as I hope she has a long reign. But if she doesn't, she has that moment. What a moment it was. This weekend, uh, the Liga MX Final and MLS Cup Final. We were looking forward to the game in Portland between the Timbers and New York City FC. As I told you earlier, I picked New York City FC to win it at the beginning of the playoffs, and they did it in penalties. So uh, it wasn't a pretty game, and it's fine. Finals footballs are not, but that was the right result. That was a good result for a league that needed a New York team to be relevant. And there's these incredible images of parties in New York where they're watching it where there's 200 500 a thousand people inside venues watching new york city fc i had no idea having a healthy new york team in major league soccer is great business so we now look forward to the next season i'm looking for lafc we're very busy and they'll continue to be busy and we look forward to see where they go from there Liga mx atlas won their first championship in 70 years Also went to penalties. I'm getting a little... I love the penalties when they happen, but not everything can go to penalties. Enough with the penalties. Someone score a goal. But I was watching that game and incredible images to see generations. And it reminded me of the Red Sox and the Cubs of these people that never saw their team win. And a lot of folks that support Atlas, which is the second team in Guadalajara, you have Chivas, having that moment. And I'm sure they're going to share it with those that are no longer with them. Talking about what happened on this day and uh just great sporting moments across the board between new york city fc and atlas and of course my friend juliana pena It filled me with so much joy the soccer og we are live or i'm live right now i'm not live but we are in las vegas i wish i had more to provide you I'm going to hold off on a Soccer OG YouTube clip, the Christian Pulisic video. Check it out if you haven't. It's performing very well. And when Christian Pulisic did not play this weekend for Chelsea, I think I have more material for my argument that he should leave. I don't know if he's going to leave, but check out the video and tell me what you think. Tell me if I should have the Venezuelan vixen Juliana Peña on the show. The Soccer OG coming up in the business end. Eric Winalda. Don't go anywhere. Rate, review, download, subscribe. And We're back here on the Soccer OG, and I'm not sure how this is going to go. I have a good idea, and uh, I've (laughs) seen my... What are you laughing about? are you laughing?
1: (laughs) I don't know where this is going either. This is going to be great. Oh,
0: boy. You have a glass of wine. I have an icy cold Modelo. Here we go. Cheers. Eric Winalda joining me, who has a a new podcast on Blue Wire. And uh, I've been listening to it. It's great that you have this outlet where you can let things go. And um, we'll talk about that a little bit. But, you know, I I talked to you beforehand here and there's a lot going on in circles that we would be involved in. And then maybe I can help let things go collectively. We can have a good (laughs) conversation. Uh, just just ask a conversation. Just
1: ask a question, and let's. See I'm not what asking.
0: Going. I'm not asking questions. We're having a conversation.
1: Okay. All right. All right. That's. What do you want to conversate about? First? Okay. <laughs> because you got me in the mood. It's Sunday. I, you know, I'm here in Vegas. We have um, uh, my wife and the kids, and I. We've 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 really settled here, and uh, I, I I love this town. It's not what people think, and it's a great community. But we really we've kind of you know. Our roots are here now, which is, which is even though everything that happened with the lights and all that business, uh, I, I still love this town. I, I don't know if you knew this, but I bought a house here in 1992.
0: Uh-oh, so, you're in the money then.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so when, when I, you know, to be honest, to be perfectly transparent, um, when I first moved out here, my accountant uh, convinced me that this was a good tax write-off because there's no state tax, and when you're playing in Germany, you're trying to bring money back in the company uh, the, the country, the only way that they can get any taxes out of you was through fed tax. So if you're in a non-state tax, they can't get you. So um, I bought uh, bought and built a, a house out here, and I felt I fell in love with this place a long time ago. So I'm still here.
0: Just a word for the, the wonderful people who write tax code. And- the IRS and the, and the franchise tax board in California. Look, I understand, you know, I'm here to pay my taxes, but I had an investment property. I put my blood, sweat and tears in that and I was losing money, losing money. Then one day I started making money and I sold it, made a nice profit here in 2021. And I spoke to my accountant and uh, we talked about capital gains and he told me the number and I sat there and go, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to, I mean, I, I, I put, 15 years of my life into this property and i got i fixed it and and now the government's going to come in and take this i mean it was just very Wait, disheartening we could, be, hey,
1: buddy, we could be neighbors we can set this up i mean there's no problem why do you there. love? I, mean,
0: I'm, I gotta say this too i'm in las vegas as well i'm doing this event and i'm here at the vidara i would have i mean we could have done this in the same room we could have done yeah. this together but maybe it works better this way
1: well, I mean, look, Vegas is. is why do you a, like
0: it? But why why do you say people we get it all wrong?
1: Well, most people come here. They they stay in a hotel. They crap all
0: over here, the place.
1: Right, and they and they they basically they come, they lose their money, they win money, they have fun, they get drunk, they get on a plane, they go home. Um, and that's like really- my
0: hometown of Miami, by the way, except for the gambling. <laughs>
1: that, that's a good place to do that too, <laughs> but. When you live here and you're uh, a part of the community and you you walk your dog and you have neighbors and you're, you know, I live in Summerlin and you understand that this is a, a completely different world. I mean, I it, the, the strip for me is is 25 minutes away. I very seldom go there. I work at the wind um, I go in, I go out, I, I have my best discipline. I, I walk right past those craps and roulette tables and I, I keep going. Um, but it's not all about the the gambling. It's it's about the city. And I, you know, my my wife, who is an attorney uh, here, Amanda, she's she's her business has grown exponentially, and and uh, even during the pandemic. And you know, our kids are are going to school here, and it's it's just it's just a it's it's a completely normal place to live. But the maybe from on the outside looking in, you would think that Vegas is crazy. It's really not. It's, no, it's a cool. I-
0: I get the impression too. And man, I, I mean, my wife wouldn't get on board, but I'm curious, especially with all these sport teams going on there. Because if you have a an NFL team or a hockey, by the way, these, these golden knights, I, I'm not a hockey They're guy. Everywhere. Ever. People love the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I don't get it, but hey, I'm happy to see that there's that passion. Maybe Ooh, that would happen so for MLS. MLS should have hit here, should have hit this city first. Should have uh, been the first. No. No.
1: They'll probably hey, be man, the here, third or the fourth. No, here. Here's why. No, they'll be the thirtieth team, and I announced this on my podcast. Oh, I was
0: gonna, I was gonna say the third pro team beating the Raiders and the Golden Knights. Absolutely.
1: No, but they, they, the timing's right. And okay, I, think, I actually think Garber played this really well. There's a lot of things going on, and if you're on the inside of this, I think I don't know if if Don's mad at me for for letting the cat out of the bag, but I just paid attention. I didn't try to write the Pelican brief here. But when, when Steve Sisolak, our governor, went on a, a local program. Oh, wait, you let
0: the cat out of the bag out of expansion for Las Vegas.
1: Well, I, I knew this was happening. And here's how I figured it out, just so you're aware. Steve Sisolak was on an ESPN program with a guy named Tyler Bischoff. And they were talking about Dave Cobble, who used to be, as you know, the president of the San Jose Earthquakes. He's now with the Oakland A's. And they've been trying to broker this deal to bring a, a professional baseball team, ML, MLB, to Las Vegas. It was literally just them leveraging um, Vegas to try and pony up the dough back home, and it worked. Now, Steve Sisolak um, was on an interview, and he very briefly says, well, if we're talking about Major League Soccer, that's a different conversation. But Tyler Bischoff from ESPN and another guy named Ed Graney didn't follow up. I did. I basically started to look into why he would say that. Now, if you look up where Steve Sisolak is from, he's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Where is Wes Edens from? He's he from the, Milwaukee.
0: Was he one of the the Bucks owners, right?
1: He is the owner of the Bucks, but he's also the, Bucks the owner of the uh, Aston, Aston Villa. Now, when 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 somebody tried to protect the Las Vegas villains, you know, oh. maybe it would be a good idea to research yes. who the hell did that. It was a company that was associated with Wes Eden. So I kind of thought you know what this is going in the right this is going in the right direction about six to eight weeks ago uh i to, to make a long story longer I, I did some more investigating and the reality was that there was a plot of land that they had looked into off of warm springs and it's a good little piece of, of, of wait and but how good. far
0: that how far away is that from the main say how far is it from the mandalay where the raiders in, are
1: you've done this drive a hundred times so when you drive <laughs> when you're it, so i don't your remember car, it <laughs> but you start to see Allegiant Stadium here. Right. Basically, what we're saying is, you're going to see the soccer stadium first. It's going to be to your right, and it's going to if be if you're heading
0: if you are heading east
1: into town. You are going. Okay. You're going st- directly towards the strip. You will see a this 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 new soccer stadium um, off to your right. Now, what what the the Raiders did is with the Legion and whatnot, and I got to witness that. I, I was here when it was just sticks coming out of the ground. They have their um, their all their facilities or what and whatnot are in Henderson, which is also off to the right, way over there. If you if you get on the two hundred and fifteen and you keep going, but this plot of land that 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 they have found and and invested in is going to be such a prime spot, uh, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. I, I you know I, I I shouldn't apologize. I wasn't trying to cause a problem, but. This was just deductive reasoning. It was like, look, this—you got a—you got a, 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 a Nevada governor who's from the same place as the guy who's actually—he's really good friends with—that he's trying to figure out the infrastructure of how this will all work. And he didn't put the kibosh on the um, the A's deal with David Dave Kavul, but he certainly knew that soccer was coming, and soccer needs this town. So. It's going to be great. You saw all the, I don't know if you paid attention to this one. Remember a couple of years ago, they, they had the, um, a couple of games all the way, uh, you know, just to see what kind of uh, following the Mexican games would get. And then of course we had had it
0: what it the, where UNLV plays, correct?
1: No, it was further out. It was called the Silver Bowl, which is way out. Okay. Yes. And it's, so that was really a true test of whether the fans were real. And, and that was, that was, I had tickets to that deal and it took me 20 minutes to park and 30 minutes to get in the stadium, and that at that point you knew that Vegas could support an MLS franchise. And then, of course, with the Gold Cup final, you know, and the way that that all played out, uh, it, it's a perfect partner for what this what this city needs. And whether they played an Allegiant for a while, probably that'll be the case. Very similar to Atlanta uh, with uh, the way that all worked out, but it's 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 a good fit. And I think to your point, what oh, it makes a did, ton of sense. But but why didn't this happen sooner? I think it had a lot to, to do with sports wagering. I had to it had a lot to do with the acceptance of what what that what that business or what that is. Uh, and a lot of legislation had to go through before it really made sense for Las Vegas to say, all right, well, we're gonna be in, and guess what? Gambling's okay. And and that has been something that the NFL has accepted, the NBA has <laughs> And now when you look at it and, and anybody that's ever been to an EPL game, it's really hard to not make a bet before you go into the stadium. They're right there in front of you. So um, that acceptance, I think had a lot to do with Vegas being on, on the slate.
0: Yeah. If, if, when MLS really embraces the gambling and I'm not a gambler at all, I do not do sports betting, although I should, cause I pick winners all day and all night, but I, if I was into it, uh, it's you'd be crazy not to really pr- procure that a little bit more with regards to giving fans another reason to be interested in an MLS game hey, look,
1: you, you watch games I mean we watch football games I think it, if you have a bet on the game you stick around longer Eric, it, I it was watching
0: up. I was watching Jaguars Titans it was 45 to 3 I think those were the teams my wife walks by and goes why the heck are you watching this and I'm like you're waiting because I owner. have the running back for the Jaguars on my fantasy team <laughs>
1: That's great. No, that's great. I mean, I and I, mean, every, I, I wasn't that, the only
0: one watching it for that reason. No, it's amazing. And,
1: that, and and Vegas the way it works, over unders. Well, then soccer is, is 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 its own animal. But I mean, if you if you're dealing with uh, uh, you know football, for example, I'm not going to lie. I I I've been following the Chargers. The Chargers always take the over. Those, I mean, with Herbert and that quarterback, just keep going with that. are you it, wait? It, are you a
0: Chargers guy? So. I've adopted the chargers. Now that I moved back to LA, I'm all Chargers. They moved back to LA the same time I did. I have jettisoned the dolphins. I am the, I I used to be a Bengals fan too. I'm all chargers. I'm not all Chargers. I don't give a crap. I'm all about the gambling for the (laughs) end. That's my team, the chargers.
1: Well, I, 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 I would love to be a Raider fan. It's hard to be a Raider fan. Um, I've always been a charger (laughs) fan and it, and, and because of the San Diego state connection, that's was my team. And when they moved to LA, it was relevant. Um, loved rivers. I loved what he, uh, and, uh, Tomlinson. I, I think that, that the, the players that they had, that was a reason to follow them. Uh, even going back to the, you know, Dan Fouts days. I mean, I, I was always. Kellum
0: uh, Winslow, Dan Fouts.
1: Yeah. And Don it's, and it, even now, uh, I, I, think it's, um, it's, it's still a team that, that, that resonates with me, but you know,
0: you're trying they, to be a Raiders fan though. You're
1: oh, to- I think, look, I mean, you, you go that's back in to your backyard. Day, Why not? But, it's, look, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to, 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 to change that, you know, not, not to, you know, no pun on words, the allegiance, um, allegiance that you must have, uh, to, to another team. And then just to say, just cause I live here, I'm, I'll support them. Um, but I'm trying hard. I'm, I mean, I'm the whole thing to have a Gruden that didn't help, uh, ah. it, it, and it was, it, that was a rough go. I, I think that that's not dead yet. There's going to be a lot more meat on that. Uh, bone. Some There's,
0: other people are going to, are going to hang for that one.
1: I just think it's not about what email John Gruden sent. I think it's about the ones he received that no uh. one knows. And those, <laughs> I had no the, idea.
0: I had no and idea our, our, our this podcast would go this direction. We're talking right, about you know, Las Vegas we we were and we're talking about
1: conversation. John and, don't ask me about soccer. I'm too volatile. I, okay. It,
0: all right. You're fired up.
1: No, but you know, but here's the thing. Uh, and, and here's my, my gripe because I'm going to the convention and um, I'm going to give a speech at the convention and I hope people come to that. I really do. And I think it will dispel a lot of, of what we believe. Wait, which convention? In. The The national coaching convention. Okay. Of course. It,
0: and that's coming up in—is that February?
1: No, January. I think it's like okay. 15, 17. Yeah, I think I speak on the eighteenth. But the the and I've I've done those before. And these are these are places where I, when I work for Fox, and you know how this works. If you are to say anything detrimental to the league and or negative, if if, if you will, you, there there's repercussions to to your words. And you know, I I I called MLS a Ponzi scheme uh, three years four years ago because I felt that that's the way it looked and man I got fired I got reinstated it was a big deal Um, and when I give these speeches I try my best to just give people the truth and uh, I ran for president as U.S. soccer as you know and I was introduced to the most corrupt people that that exist on the planet and it was really disappointing to recognize and realize that that's really the world we live in when it comes to our sport so trying to change the world max is no longer my endeavor i'm right. just trying to take the room of it
0: well you can't i mean and i i agree with you look it's like the, the way the sausages are made with u.s soccer and uh you hope that you know certain events maybe not making the world cup could hate, help make the change i don't think there's much change there but i don't want to sit here and fight about it i don't think there's going to be change with what- i don't
1: know but here's 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 a, here's a really here's what i realized because we didn't qualify i thought people would recognize that you know the the
0: there's a problem
1: there is a problem there's a, a, it, you know we're going through a pandemic there's another epidemic going on and it has to do with our sport but what i thought that people would actually care about how do we make this better they don't their bottom line is how that do i always get the pay to stay at, at our hotels and how do i get you to come to my tournament Ugh. I don't, and how do I get you to spend the $1,500 to become a part of, um, you know, my club? And then how do I figure out a way to get a percentage of the uniform you have to buy and all the travel I got to do? And that's, that's the world we, we live in. And so when you, when you try to get votes out of people and you say, we need to change, they're like, uh, no, this is my business. Um, I don't want to change it. I don't give a crap if we qualify for the World, world Cup, because guess what? Mm. It doesn't affect my bottom line. And that's the world we live in. And that was a really rude awakening for me. I, I you know, I, I went through a, you know, I, I wouldn't say I got depressed, but I, I think when I realized, you know, the people that I was relying on to be, to be, a, a you know, some of these catalysts to change. And they, 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 at the end, they lied to my face and, the, and they didn't want change. They just wanted to figure out a way that how they could exploit uh, their positions at, at the state associations more so that they could make money and line their pockets. And that's, that's really sad. It's really sick. Uh,
0: there's not much I can say. I, I, I just, I, I see it. I'm, I'm not as in, on the inside the beltway as you are with that, but I know how it is. And like I said, when the world cup, Happen, you're like okay. It's they're going to sweep this thing out. We're going to make some changes. We're going to have accountability. We're going to have transparency, and it seems like it's okay. the same. Old, no, same. So why we could fight? You could fight it, but you're 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 only going to hurt yourself with that big picture. But I hope some common sense prevails here at some point. And I so just to confirm too, so we can break some news here. You're saying that El- Las Vegas is going to be the 30th franchise in Major League. So soccer. I,
1: I, I'm I'm going out on a limb here. I guess no. But- you're
0: you're locking it in. Are they going to play? in an indoor
1: stadium they they have to uh, they have to it's too hot I I think one of the things that Steve Sisolak uh, let out of the bag when he was dealing with the the Oakland A's efforts to come here to be a a major major. the
0: A's are still coming no
1: no and they were left they were leveraged they leveraged Vegas to make sure that they could get their town to pony up the dough to move it somewhere else so they'll they'll have somebody else subsidize this Vegas wasn't willing to subsidize this. And that, that's what Steve Sisalak's point was, is that we're not going to ask for tax dollars. We have other issues that we have to pay for. Uh, Wes Edens is willing to pony up the dough. And what that means is, is that he's going to privately finance this. And um, that is an amazing statement in itself, because I think Steve will give him the help um, figuring out some of the, the, the realities of, of the infrastructure of, of what that that stadium needs to look like if he's going to, you know, spill 250 to 300 million, um, they do have a pretty good blueprint of of and, and a lot of cooperation from uh, the unions here. I know those people. I know that their their inclusion, um, not only with with the, uh, the the Raiders but also with the Las Vegas Lights, they're great people and they 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 go about things differently. Uh, I, I I have to say. And the city will get behind that because people are making money and we're getting given people jobs. Um, but I think that the, the fact that this is going to be privately um, uh, funded is is a big deal. And West Eden seems, and, and I, I believe that that he's the kind of guy to do that and his relationships with Steve Sisolak uh, will certainly make that road a lot easier. I mean, one of the, one of the biggest challenges that, that we've seen over the years when teams are trying to put in facilities um and stadiums whether that be minnesota and how long that took or you know you look at um nashville for example which which really uh was able work to work in progress was, still yeah but it's it, it, they were able to 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 navigate through that vegas is how much okay great cut a check let's go and that's hmm. that's that's what we're looking at so um and i think that that it's some of the um realities of what this place represents will make it an unbelievable venue for everybody i mean oh, everybody yeah. hey, could,
0: every every visiting supporter is like that's the trip i'm gonna make yeah. every if you're if you're a fan get that of,
1: schedule out
0: get that <laughs> schedule out it's supposed to be coming soon i'm waiting in bated breath for that to come out but you're like okay i'll have and all the teams in the west you know the two la teams the earthquakes that, portland, that's seattle. portland
1: seattle portland I mean, seattle and san jose they'll be easy but if you the Texas you,
0: teams, they're all of them and you're all going to drop a big amount of coins. So. I mean, look
1: at, look at how the jets, the New York jets, look how they traveled. They suck and they still showed up. In jokes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think it's, there's something to be said there. I mean, we, we all know that major league soccer has taken the, the NFL model. Um, that, that is, that is no mystery to anybody. And the, the way that we structure our season, the way that our, 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 our teams, are positioned and the way that they travel and the way that they that support. Um, it, it's all, it's, it's a blueprint of what the NFL did. So is it lesser numbers? Of course, but it's still, oh, it's yeah. still still very much so uh, a way of doing business.
0: MLS cup uh, Portland. I, 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 I'm just going to toot my own horn because I did pick New York city FC when the Good playoffs started to win, I switched my pick to Portland in the final. I came back, whatever. It's just, you know, it's okay to t- why I'm would sorry. you do that, that, was,
1: that was <laughs> but i've never one. i
0: never do that i always say like i'm going to stick to my guns i go well portland is new york city People is like scrape by
1: you know, new york and the under that was my thing i said that that's it's not that the weather conditions i've always been a, a, a complaint about that That this time of year the fact that it was on turf the weather wasn't cooperating it was not going to be a good game it was never and never it good. wasn't <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it really wasn't. And I think both teams struggled with it, but it, 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 the reality was when they, when Portland got that goal uh, in the 94th minute, or whatever the hell it was, uh, I, you know, that threw me off because I thought it, it, you know, for one, that it was a foul. I wouldn't have allowed the it. It was a foul. It was a it, foul. In my opinion, But if you watch, um, what was his name? Was it Villarreal? What was that? What was the referee's name? He, he let everything go. Let I me mean, tell you something?
0: I cover MLS. Ex- I cover, I'm going to make myself look foolish, but I cover MLS pretty extensively. And I'd never heard of that referee. <laughs> Maybe because I'm doing Western. Oh, games,
1: but I, him, I mean, I've seen him a couple times. I've,
0: I've never called a game where he was the ref. That was the thing I've done. You know, I do a game every week, but most LAFC games, a couple of non LAFC games. I go, I don't even know that, that guy is, I did. Is Armando Villarreal. I've seen, I, him. I've
1: seen him a bunch. I, I, I saw him a lot with USL games, but I, 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 I recognize him immediately. And the fourth official, which, which, you know i i don't know what that what that criteria is to reward the refs <laughs> to, to get that fine. but I, I would say that that you know if he would have if he would have got that thing under control in the first 12 14 minutes it's probably three or four yellow cards right away um but it just kept progressing and it got worse and then it was contagious and now we got fans throwing you know throwing stuff at the players i mean it, it was it was um yeah it, I, 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 it, it I, wasn't I,
0: I'm going to use this forum to say this because we crucify the folks in Mexico and Central America when they do it. And it's happening here, too. And in Portland, where you figure that this is high above it. This is not one of these places where I don't want to mention it. Let's say say Philadelphia where people get drunk. And they want to throw stuff. We will go. help Philadelphia fans the worst, but they wouldn't Funny. do that. No,
1: Philadelphia is not the worst. Portland, they're is not. I'm good.
0: just using it as an example. Philadelphia. No, not, I, by the way, I have a lot of. I know. I do my. I do my data, and I have a lot of fo- uh, listeners in Philadelphia, more so than any city other than LA. So, to the folks of Philadelphia, you have my respect. So, I didn't want to use you as an example, but you know, that's the perception.
1: I look. Pat, passion is okay. Passion is okay. Stupidity is not. And I, I, I don't. You know, the Philly fans, um, God love them, and and they've got a great manager in Jimmy Curtin, uh, who was an ex teammate. Well, I
0: was I was talking more about Eagles and and Philly. I know, but,
1: but 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 look, I you know, and you look at the the culture that exists in the soccer team. It's very different than the anxiety that I, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are experiencing. So it's 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 separate. But what happened in Portland the other night was 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 pretty sad and i i i don't i mean you have to remember i i remember um when my amateur team went there and beat the portland and the uh lamar open cup and um lamar hunt open cup and when what ended up happening was man i've never seen people act like that and and what happened then too yeah it was pretty bad i you know
0: What was the name of the club again? It escapes me that you coached the lower
1: LFC, that's right. And, um, you know, that was quite a, quite a, a, an amazing night that, you know, we, I think there was 43 to 12 on goals. I mean, shots on goal and whatever. Um, and it was an amazing, um, accomplishment for our group. And I was still, still kind of taken back by the, the, uh, The classlessness of some of the some of those fans. Some of them were were basically saying, "Okay, fine, beat Seattle, go get them." Others were, you know, just 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 taking it to a level that wasn't necessary. And that and these are these are young kids who are complete amateurs who didn't deserve to be treated like that. And. That that was just because you're disappointing your team lost. I understand that, but but there's there's there is a decorum here that you need to adhere to. And they didn't do that. <laughs> it was pretty- yeah.
0: And I, I I've talked to I've been to those Portland games and I talked to the fans and there is like an inner um conversation where like fans in certain areas and I don't know, I'm gonna say it's a Timbers Army, but some go, I don't like those people on that side, they're always Causing trouble, and they're always asking they're for this look, and that. And there's everybody. really good fans that dislike the fans inside their own stadium.
1: Yeah, they're in a fight. They're in a fight with everybody. Yeah, and so that's um. And look, and I would say, and I'm not a fan of Merritt Pauls, and he knows that. Um, I he and I have had multiple. Well,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm 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 I get along with Merritt pretty well. I talk I I text them all the time from from time no, no, to time. No, no. No,
1: no. look, Merritt and I had a really good. You know, we, we sat down and we discussed everything. Um, but I still don't appreciate some of the, you know, the the culture that is created through some of his actions, and I think he could be better. But that, that, you know, that's that's his that's his deal. That's his club. That's that's he he gets it um, uh, to basically own that. And that's 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 his scenario. I don't want to even we're not even going to go into what happened with the women's team because that's a whole other conversation. Oof, but. Oof. but that's that's but there's that's, some
0: accountability that was kind of glossed over there. Uh, yes. and, I, and I, I mean, it's not, it's not saying these people did something wrong, but if you're in a position of uh, authority, if then- you
1: know something bad happens, say something. Okay. It's, it's a pretty simple rule in life. You know, it's, 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 you know, you don't look the other way when something like that happens, but look, here's, here's my thing. I look at um, <laughs> the landscape of the, the, you know, what's going on in the sport and, and, you know, you're living this right now with uh, LAFC and uh and bob i've I've spoken to him i don't know three or four times since uh since they made that decision i talked to bill manning as well
0: you have spoken to bob three or four times since he departed lafc yeah oh so and, you have a good relationship with bob
1: oh bob is terrific and, and yeah. here's and, i'm gonna and,
0: miss bob he was great with me and he made a lot of time and certainly we have we, we communicate a little differently but uh we we coexist and uh he
1: Straight shooter, Bob, Bob. Bob will tell you if you have a booger in your nose, and that's the problem that people have with him. <laughs> I love it. it, but he he says, you know, I didn't appreciate that you said that about me, you know. And, yeah. and you, I go, okay, well, here we.
0: Go. I wish I was more like that, to be frank, but I'm not.
1: He's not afraid that he's not gonna, you know, he, he's not fake. There's nothing disingenuous not about
0: exactly,
1: and that's that's you know whether you know. I I spoke to Bill Manning about the hire prior to to it happening. And I said, look, you know, it, it's, it's, you need to get your house in order. And there's only a very few people that can do that. And I think Bill Manning, I'm not saying that I got Bob Brownley hired. I'm not, let's say that yeah, at all. You
0: kind of are. <laughs> but,
1: but, but I've been in conversations with Jesus. I've been talking to Chris Armas, you know, months ago, trying to figure out how the hell to fix that. Ali Curtis and I, you know, we, we've been uh, friends for a long time. And we were in the uh, the uh, Santa Monica co ed league and we just, put his ass in front of the goal and I just play it off of him and we we won the whole thing. We're champions. So I mean it, all these relationships that you have. Um, and sometimes when you watch people fail, and let's say, let's just, let's just say it for what it is, they failed in Toronto for multiple reasons. And so did Ollie Curtis and that's why he got let go. Um, there's other teams that fail miserably uh, that you that in my position, I, I sit back and, and my job is to analyze, right? So at Fox, I couldn't say, I couldn't tell you that I thought this is a disgrace. If the GM from Cincinnati says, I need four or five more transfer windows to figure out how the hell to do this job. When you're working for Fox, you got to figure out a creative way to protect that guy because there's these these relationships, these partnerships that the the, the MLS has with um, the networks. And so you have to behave. I'm not in that position anymore. So when, when somebody sucks at their job, I'm now in a position where I'm actually willing to say, no, you're not very good at this. And here's why. And if, if people want to digest that information and they want to actually agree with me or not, Bob is a great example. What happened in LA is very simple, very simple. And, and Thornton has a lot of questions to answer because his relationships with some of those players went south when they made the promise of come here for a year, we'll sell you. That was the plan. And then when some of these guys were like, "How come I'm still here?" and John was 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 sitting there holding the bag, and we're in the middle of a pandemic, relationships got weird. You know, with Carlos. Wait, it, but
0: they did. But they did sell something. They sold Diego Rossi. They're going to sell Eduardo Tuesta.
1: Right, it's a, right. It took
0: a little bit longer.
1: It took too long, and that's why the That's tough,
0: was- though. I mean, especially during a pandemic.
1: And, that that, you know, to explaining this to soccer players isn't always easy. They're not the uh, the smartest. Well,
0: they
1: are impatient. So this is what you said, and this is what we have to do. Anyway. You're still
0: still doing your Bob Bradley impression there, even though it wasn't Bob Bradley. I didn't care what you said about me there, Eric. The Bob Bradley, uh,
1: it it becomes a thing. (laughs) When you look at the way it works. You know, I love Bob. Bob Bob has created a whole new word, "tuh."
0: Ta. Yeah.
1: T A H. It really is a word. Ta. I mean, like he says it so ta. much that he finally said, we gotta put that in the dictionary because that, that's a word that we use. But um, look, I will never, my understanding of Bob Bradley and how he works and um, the moments that we have shared as human beings. And, you know, we, we actually, believe it or not, when the, when the airplanes hit the buildings, um, we were the only two guys at the facility uh, in Lake Forest in Chicago uh, during 9-11. And that still affects me to this day, to watch him go through that, being, you know, being a guy, a Jersey guy, while watching his, his city get attacked. Um, and, you know, to, to, to really try and put words on that, I can't. But I think that there's always going to be a bond with Bob. Um, he was he was honest with me. I, 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 I would say this. You know, one of the biggest issues that we have uh, with with people who are have the inability to actually say true to to a plan. And Bob will, will will look you in the eye and say the truth. And whether you like it or not, you you need to accept it. Amen to that. Yeah. And he was the first guy in in Major League Soccer that was honest with me. And for that, I respect that. I love that. I played my ass off for that guy, even though I was hurt and I could hardly run. I had the best season i had ever had in, in major league soccer. And I was only playing 20, 25 minutes a game. And that was a discussion that I had with Bob that was explained to me that allowed me to accept my role and to be a part of a great team. Um, and we he talked me through it. And it wasn't it wasn't hard because uh, I knew that I go, Hey Bob, can I talk to you? Yeah. What do you need? You know, and it was always a conversation that it, whether I liked the the outcome of it uh, or not, it was so transparent and so real that um, I enjoyed that. No, no I, I was lucky. My dad was Princeton. So he basically <laughs> armed me. You got with the Princeton talk down. Oh, yeah. So, but, uh, Wait, so how many? How
0: many? Uh, uh, this Princeton really has a, a big stake in U.S. soccer. You have Bob. You have Jesse Marsh. Yeah, Grant okay. Wall. You have to consider the top um, journalists. Don't
1: count Grant. Grant doesn't count. I'm sorry.
0: I agree with you. I agree. Okay. with you.
1: <laughs> I don't want to talk about Grant Wall. I don't. Want I didn't to want talk- to talk about
0: Grant Wall either. No, I just know there's that Princeton connection. It's soccer. There's
1: a- it's soccer. I don't want to go back to fourth grade again. Okay, I, 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 I'm not in the mood. So. I, I just don't so yeah you know, but when it comes to um you know my dad went to Princeton and my dad understood the Princeton mentality and that that actually armed me with the ability to really connect with Bob like what what's what's going to be important to this guy dad and my dad nailed it and the the truth was is that you you don't cross these guys you don't, you just don't you cross them, and guess what happens? You, 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 you're you in the doghouse. Bad. Just you know, I, you know. I chopped down the cherry tree. Now what? I mean, that, that's what you have to do uh, with Bob. You cannot lie to him. He sees right through that. He's too smart. And you know, and when I did my 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 testing with the the licensing here in America, the pro, which is the highest license you can get, I did my leadership uh, component on Bob. Because one, I had access when I know him, but I really appreciate how he leads and how he connects yeah. with people. Uh, and, but there's yeah. a
0: and the honesty, the honesty, which is, I've, I've discovered more and more, in as well, you get very little doses of that, especially in soccer. It's all
1: oh, dude, a lot trying, of oh, make-believe. Everybody's lying about everything all the time. Yeah. And it's so refreshing to have a real conversation with somebody who isn't afraid to say the truth which they know that you're not going to like it. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be received. Well, there's going to be that sting or there's going to be that like shock of, you know, whatever it is, but you know, and that's just Bob is able to have the hard conversations and he'll say it right. The best part about Bob is he goes, okay, this is a real conversation. And he actually announces that you're about to say something real, which is really great about him. But
0: I I've, I've stolen that from him. I go, Hey, we're going to have a real conversation. I talked yeah, to him. That's, gonna have a, that's what we're I said to you right here. Let's, we're going to have a real conversation. <laughs> I appreciate
1: that's what that. We're doing. Just don't ask me about
0: San Jose. Just okay. Don't. I'm not going to, I, I mean, <laughs> you How about, but, okay. No, you, you, I know you want me to ask you about San Jose. So uh, I might take debate. I'm not sure, but I do want to ask you, what is your problem with Ralph Rangnick? I've been watching your pod. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: okay, I have no problem with Ralph. Here's you what You think I, it's
0: not going to work.
1: It's not. And here's why. Not because of what I think. I appreciate the man. I think he is a wonderful uh, student of the game, student of the game. And he has created a way of doing things. Now, what we need to understand is Manchester United is smart. They have smart people. It is a corporation. It is a company. Okay. And they've recognized in this crazy world, the pandemic hits. And then we say, all right, it's no longer about signing a big name and selling shirts. It just isn't. We have to be smarter on the business side. Ralph Reiernik was the perfect, the perfect um, solution to that. And here's why. What Ralph has done over his his years, whether he's a, a, a glorified consultant slash accountant, he gets in there and he fixes the books. That is the biggest problem with Manchester United. That's why he's a good fix. Now, he hires Chris Armas and the whole world explodes, right? What you need to look at this as is Ralph Reiernik has is the new CEO, not coach, not whatever. He's the new CEO not manager, of Manchester United. Now, how do you fix Manchester United? Okay, let's look at it from that perspective. So basically, he has created a system of play, a style of play that needs to be explained. Does it matter who explains the new software? No. If you took over a new company and you said, oh, we're changing from Dell to, to Apple, there's a lot of people that don't know how to work their computers anymore. Chris Armis represents the guy that is going to explain the new software to a lot of people that wouldn't know how to do that. Could you, yeah.
0: I, but explain that about, so <laughs> how does Chris Armis have that knowledge to know what Ralph Ragnick's software? He worked
1: with him, and, and I used to pay attention, and we, we covered lives five years ago. But it's it's interesting
0: that Chris Harmus is the choice because this guy can convey that information. Because it's a big risk to hire this American unknown. He's we saw it. We were watching the wait. We were watching the Manchester. Look, American uh, American coaches um, would never be very well received in Europe. I don't know if we could argue about it. It depends.
1: It depends. I don't believe it. Football? Are we talking about explaining the software and a new way of doing things? different story Now, look, but how how did,
0: can how can they tell the difference i mean you i, I agree with you, you should spell it out but it's like when you can talk about chris Hart, i go they look at him as a coach they're going he has to explain this and this is really interesting eric i gotta tell you that but it's like most people are gonna watch a manchester united game okay this guy's coaching some tactics and so forth and this manager is gonna is gonna uh, be a liaison to the players and help convey that and make sure that they score goals and defend and do all this. Now the being the CEO so, of Manchester. United, already, So that is not in play.
1: You've already overthought it. I, I think, I think when you look at the, the, the realities of where football is right now and, and the hires that people make, the reason why the Ralph Rearnick hire made sense to Manchester United is because one, we don't have to hire Carlos Kurosch. We don't. we don't have to hire a, a, a would-be head coach who's to run training sessions and overpay somebody. We have a new system of play. And Ralph Reiernik is the orchestrator of this. And he needs soldiers and he needs messengers. These messengers, and Chris clearly represents that, it, it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what your pedigree is. This is the system of play. This is what we're doing. And guys like Ronaldo, right? I mean, people say, well, how is Chris Armas gonna talk to Ronaldo and teach him something? That's not his freaking role anyway. Who the hell is gonna ever teach Ronaldo anything as it? Nobody. All you have to do with Ronaldo is say, this is the new way of playing. This is the way that we're gonna do things now. Do you understand your role? No. Okay, let me explain it to you. Does it really matter who explains to you how to work the computer? No. You
0: don't, you don't think it's going to work.
1: No, I don't. Do. What, what I mean by it, okay, hold on. What I mean, it doesn't going to work. It's not going to last. Okay. Okay.
0: Now, it will what, work, I, but it won't last. It'll work it'll, a little bit.
1: Ryanick oh, is going to work. Ryanick is going to work, but he's not going to stay there long. He's not, he's not about this. He doesn't want cameras on him. I mean, he put a freaking hat on this week because he was like, Jesus, what are those people looking at me for? He hates that shit. What he wants is he wants somebody to implement his and delegate his energies to people. He trusts. Chris is one of them. Does that mean Chris Armas is going to be the head coach of Manchester United someday? Hell no. That's never going to happen. Relax. Does it mean he's going to get in the
0: bloodstream in some European league as a, as
1: Ralph will find a Hasselhoff, a Nagelsmann. He will find somebody who is a high level, acceptable by the club, not ex- incredibly expensive version of himself, and then he'll go back up into the the the. the is that wait? Uh, is that Chris Armas then? No. Okay. No.
0: Okay. Chris
1: Armas. Chris Armas is the bookworm with the big thick glasses that explains to you how, to, how this program works. He's not, that's that's his function and, and nobody should look at it. But the problem is, is that in the realities of football, we expect, oh my God, if he's hiring him as the assistant, if Ryernick fails, do they hire him? Look what happened to Carrick. Carrick got, got pushed out because he was a representation of the old school. And so that's that's over and done. This is a new way of doing things. Carrick was probably going to be resistant to that. Uh, so he he wasn't he was no longer an asset that the that the club needed. Look, it's a business, it's a company. Look at it that way. And Ronaldo, God bless him, God love him. I he, he saved the day uh, yesterday. But the but the truth is is that this team is going to get younger, very young, and it's going to be people that were listening to the instruction and implementing a system. It's not going to be Pogba. It's not going to be Mata. It's not going to be Matic. It's not going to be. Um, Will it so, be Rashford
0: I, and and Sancho? Maybe,
1: maybe. maybe. I, 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 and they're not accepting um, the, the the new changes um, right now. So it, who knows? But I do think. I do th- I mean, If you look at Bruno Fernandez, for example, he is just a South American version of Forsberg. What wh- is what they utilized it in, in Leipzig? Uh, you, but, well,
0: he's Portuguese. He said South America. No, American.
1: sorry. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. What am I saying? Anyway, but I think I look at him as a player that it, it brings a different flair, a different feel. If you look at the Scandinavian approach of Forsberg, who would have thought Forsberg would be that good? ryanick did because he implemented him into the system. So that's I know I, I get I get confused with the Portuguese since Bruno Bruno Fernandes <laughs> and and um, um, uh, Bernardo Silva is the best Portuguese player on the planet, yeah. right? Isn't he so something? I mean, that guy was a
0: luxury player for manchester city he played here and there and now he's the best player in the league it's unbelievable it's a it's a i I, those kind of stories warm my heart to no end where you're sitting here you go this guy's gonna have to go somewhere and all of a sudden he goes no i'm gonna reset i'm gonna get here i'm gonna become useful i'm gonna do what they tell me and uh now I'm the best, I am the best, the MVP of the but, English but Premier League. How that, but
1: how is that any different than what Pep was able to accomplish with guys like Iniesta and Javi and, and Pedro and and, and Davidea? I mean, those guys were all five foot nothing, and it didn't matter. You move the ball, the ball is the star, and nobody's faster than the ball. That's Pep's way of thinking. I, re- I remember way back when with with Fox, we got those great opportunities to sit down with with some of these matters that Klopp and Ancelotti and Pep is just like, clear the table. No, you have to do this. And then you have the ball and then you don't have the ball. And, ah, what do you do? I mean, you know what to do. You don't know what to do. This is what you need to do. And it was so great. And, and his energy um, and his, his passion and his understanding of, of, you know, position, ball position, um, starting points, finishing points, the things that are important to him. Man, I gotta tell you, he's had a huge influence on me as a coach because I look at some of the principles of play that he 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 really holds dear. And damn, he's right. He's so right about so many things. And it doesn't matter how big you are, it's about how strong you are. It, it it's about skill. It's about it's you know, it's it's the it's the principles of Cruyff. You know, it's it's the ability, tactics and, and technique are not about how many people can you dribble, it's how fast can you recognize where the ball needs to be. And you know that that stuff that stuff that that is ingrained in in the Barcelona fabric, um, it's it's filtered out into the world. But Pep is 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 phenomenal at at um, I think his overall understanding of the game, his his, his risk reward um, and situational awareness is 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 so high that uh, it's hard to figure out what he's going to do sometimes.
0: We've covered a lot of ground here, uh, Eric. But I I got I got to (laughs) ask. I got to ask you about the national team. Are are you optimistic? Is it it, it, Greg Berhalter there and this group of young players that have? uh, It's hard to gauge what they have done in World Cup qualifying. It's they're they're above the line, which is much better than they were four years ago. But generally the place where they would have to be. There's a new element here where you have a Canadian national team that is. Looking to be reckoned with, and they continue to deliver results that wasn't there before. And it's certainly a huge boost for CONCACAF. Mexico kind of uh, wavering a a fair bit. That next generation hasn't really clicked in. There's some envy, I believe, about the young American players. We have a World Cup in 2026. The expectations are going to be very high. I would imagine the U.S. makes this World Cup, and obviously they're going to make 2026. I, am curious how good this team would be, I, but I'm, I'm optimistic because every few weeks there's another guy that's peppering, trying to make that squad. Who's going to go to Europe and by and large, more of them are above average in their European average to above average. Some of them even beyond that, that in, in their European leagues, where we have, we have so many that are playing there, where it was, you know, we used to cheer guys like you, guy you know, Clint Dempsey or, Steve Cherundolo, where we we had a guy here and there, but Clint Dempsey is is a great example with Brian McBride as well. They were here and there, but it seems like it's it's just going to get to a high number. Of guys playing in the Champions League, I get optimistic, but every now and then I get a reminder to pump the brakes a bit. I'm just curious how much I have to
1: pump. Oh, don't 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 pump the brakes on these guys. Don't really let them ride. I I think I think when you look at um, the overall group um, and you look at the environments that they are in. Uh, whether I mean, I don't know how long uh, Christian stays at, at Chelsea. Yeah. I just hey, did a
0: YouTube video where he, I thought he was going to leave. I said, he's got to leave. I don't know how he leaves because the money's not going to be right. And the clubs that make sense aren't going to pay him. And he may not get a lot of playing time, but he's still not playing. He's clearly out of favor. People tell me, give it time. Thomas Tuchel knows what he's, he's doing, not, but he, he's does, he's play, he doesn't start.
1: He's not out of favor. I know, what? but it's
0: like, you can't put a guy like that. And when he plays, he plays out of position.
1: No, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. And, and here's the thing about Christian and Weston and to a certain extent about uh, Tyler Adam. Um, I, I think, and then and, and Geo's going through a tough spot, but that doesn't surprise me uh, that Gio has hit a lull. Um, I'm not saying this is genetics, but, but, you know, I, I knew his dad pretty well. And, and there's a lot of similar similarities there but you know i i do think but you're that, saying
0: hitting a lull is the injuries too but do you also see that when he is playing he's not advancing
1: i i i think i think he needs a lot of love and i think that those other three cats are going to be able to provide that and when you look at um the overall group right and you look at where they're playing and what environments they are in if you really want to be dead honest And you really want to to just say it like it is this is Uh what this is exactly what Jürgen Klinsmann wanted
0: ah it's developed into that
1: he said and this is a very Jürgen Klinsmann thing he has a hard time managing up and he usually gets fired and then what we end up seeing is that the fruits of his labor are are, are presented itself much later and that's what we saw with Germany. They won the World Cup after he was the coach, but he set the groundwork there. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a Jurgen Klinsmann fan. Um, and, and, and In essence, what I am saying is the guy fucking knows what he's doing. Sorry to swear. Now, the, the problem with the team now is you look at the, the, the likes of, of, of this group, right? And, and, and what can they do? And how good are they? We still don't have a left back. I know Robinson's done a pretty good job every once in a while, but there, that's been um, an American thing. But is Sargent good enough? Probably not. It, it, so I, I
0: don't know if that guy's going to score a goal ever again.
1: And it's I, you know, us. and I call him Pookie. Pookie, no pass because that's that guy. He oh, Pookie pass.
0: stinks. That guy. You're absolutely he, right. He just he, he is a black hole.
1: He if 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 there were you know if there were six people at the table and there were five meatballs. He did them all. I mean, that's just, that's, that's <laughs> the guy doesn't know. Hey, it. leave me a meatball. All uh, right, whatever, Swedish meatballs. That's where I was going with that. But anyway. He's, he's but, finished though. Let me tell you this. Same thing. Is Greg Berhalter the right guy? Um, right now, I'd have to say, knowing the man, knowing how hard he works, knowing how much he puts into this, uh, uh, and, and knowing the structure that he's provided, and, and the, the ability for these guys to just take it, you know, to, to take it and run with it. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. And a lot of, he gets a lot of criticism, um, it, but, you know, it's been one of those situations where um, I, I think a lot of people, he's been, a lot of criticism, people just can't accept the way he got the job, but yeah. uh, he, he is like every job. You get a job because you have job. connections. Let me um let me tell my wife that I'm on the phone with you, so she will stop calling me in the middle. Okay,
0: of- but I would say this about Greg Burhalter and I understand there's maybe some limitations. I don't know if there are. I'm just saying that perhaps there are, but it's uh. I have seen him take over and he wasn't my first choice, but I've seen a guy who said, I'm going to do this and this. And by and large, he has done what he has said. He wanted to create a big team base where there's a lot of guys that got opportunities. Everyone's going to be upset from time to time. But if you're kind of in the pool or close to being in that pool, he's given you a shot. He's brought you in. He's put the arm around that. He's had this process for a year and a half. And it seems to me like he's cast a wide net. I'm pretty sure some managers would do it a little differently. Say, no, these are the he's guys got, I like.
1: Max, he's got a hard job. It's, it is a hard because job. At this point right now, and I don't want people to go crazy about what I'm about to say, but it's almost like being the manager of Brazil. You have wow. 30, 30 guys that can do it. Now it's a matter of, yeah, it's not
0: the top. It's not that top heavy. You have a bigger group that you can kind of lean into You need the guys that
1: are able to play together. I see what you mean. One of the things that I said on Twitter was people need to understand that this team is five dinners away from being a team, not five practices. They need to get to know each other. They need to understand and they need to, they, they need to be in a situation where they go on the field and they battle together. There needs to be a connection. And you know, if if, if I'm going to sing the praises of, of Greg Berhalter, uh, in any in any respect, I would say this: this guy has done an unbelievable job at creating a culture in the middle of a pandemic when nobody was allowed to see each other. The communication, the conversations, the the, the connections with the clubs, the ability to get these guys on Zoom calls to make them laugh together. Um, is is so so important that the national team and i will say this i've said this before is forced friendship it is guys that are have a common goal that all have been the superstars of wherever they've come from and now they have to figure Gotta get out it along they got it and and we got lucky, in the, and and the-
0: he's he's done a good job with that. He's got these guys on the same because you're right. A lot of times they're playing for the first time. We'd watch these games and go, "This is the first time Tim Weah and Ricardo pepe have played together. This is the first time that Eunice Musa and Brendan aronson are playing." And go, man, this, you say this a lot, and they, go, they met each other maybe two days prior right. uh, in person. So it, you that's, keep that's a, these that stories, and you don't feel it when you watch them play.
1: No, and, and that's the beauty of this, and that's the part where I just think we need to, you said pump the brakes, we need to pump the brakes on telling, telling ourselves that, that, that Berhalter's not doing a good job, because he's actually been able to, to figure out a way to get these guys to come together under unbelievably impossible circumstances, and that impresses the shit out of me. I think that that is, is and I've, I've had numerous conversations, yes, am I friends with Greg, do I respect the hell out of the guy? Yeah. Do we text and call? Yeah. So what? But I, I still think that, um, when I look at the, 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 the business of this, he has done, he has done the job appropriately and people need to back the hell up.
0: There you go. I like, that's really good, Eric, you know, cause he's, I think there's a lot more criticism on him that's undeserved and because of how he was hired because of he's American and he may not have this, this pedigree of this high-profile manager, like a Tata Martino or a and Erickson going back right. a little bit, or a Jurgen Klinsmann, but it's it's not fair. And uh, there's a lot of positives there, and I think we gotta we gotta sail together, and he's gotten results. So see what it is. Hey, look, I don't hey. want to get. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, yeah. I said I don't want to get in trouble with your wife. So I was going to. I was to say, if we can get together and do this again, we can have some hot takes about the earthquakes. We can have a whole San Jose earthquake show.
1: I can give you the hot take on. The earthquakes in 30 seconds. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the San as Jose... is Earth- yours. The San Jose earthquakes have no identity. They have changed their identity so many times that they don't know who they are anymore. I played for the club and I actually care, so I get passionate about this. The best thing that, that Chris Leach did is he brought Chris Wondolowski into the mix. But if you're going to rely on Almeida for your future... You're a freaking idiot. That guy just because you wore a purple sweater doesn't make you. He's ashamed. consistent. He's consistent with his purple. He's consistently bad. And 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 look, <laughs> I, I I don't I don't think that anybody can look at him and say this is some sort of tactical genius. Just because you dropped the word Bielsa and you had dinner with him once doesn't make you a genius. <laughs> I, I I don't want people lean that. into that a lot. Hey, I worked with Bielsa. Oh, whoa, you <laughs> must be. So you know, it's like no. And, and th- maybe that's me you know, being passionate about a club that I care about, but um, I've analyzed him. You know how this works. I had all the resources of Fox, and, and, I, and I can analyze, and I've been, been paid to analyze everybody. And that guy is the most clueless coach in Major League Soccer. He has no idea what he's doing, and he's making it up as he goes along, and he's got a lot of disciples who are following him but they're, they are, they're going to be disappointed because he's going to jump ship the first shot he gets to go back to Mexico. And I will be right there waiting saying, here's your hat. What's your hurry. Let's get somebody in there that, that could actually care about this club. Cause he does.
0: You got to put that to music. Here's your hat. What's your hurry. Uh, that was hey, a very hey, good hey, before take. We but was- go,
1: hey, before we go, give me your best. Come on, come on. Give me your best. Um, you, you know what I Yeah. An impression. On. I want Sean Connery. I want to hear it right
0: now. <laughs> go. Let me tell you something, Ronaldo. You're dead wrong about Matias Almeida. The guy knows his stuff. And oh. he doesn't want to go to Mexico. He wants to be an investor in Silicon Valley. Oh, and he geez. wants to be tech. He wants to hang out with Jeff Bezos and me and play a round of golf.
1: That's not bad. That's
0: okay. not bad. <laughs> Sorry. I, I wasn't quite ready for that. But yeah, I'm, I got. I, let me, I, 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 let me give you mine. Ready? I, let me, let
1: okay, me let's let me go. Let Here we go. You're
0: gonna do a Sean Connery.
1: The least I can do is give you back your shirt. <laughs> shirt. You and were simple. You weren't ready for that. Okay. About so, could you uh, do
0: a Michael Caine, Eric? I've got to no, say. No,
1: that's brilliant. That's I've got right. to I say. MLS. I can, wait, but is I can sing great like Rod Stu- can, can you sing like Rod Stewart? Can you? Yeah. Some guys have all the. No, I can't. okay ready?
0: Yeah, yeah. If
1: I'd listened long enough to you, I'd find a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is so good. I know. That is like, see, see,
0: I can't I lean into Sean Connery. You're I got to find other impressions.
1: To to you. <laughs>
0: that is really good.
1: And I really should be back at school
0: come on let's why go. don't you go you're in vegas you could go work at the rio and do a stage show of cabaret where you just do rod stewart people well, who else, would pack who the you joint got?
1: You, you got a bunch of english guys you got kane and you got um you got kane and, he, and <laughs> you got sean you got sean down but what else you got do you got anything else in there
0: i do i'm just drawing a blank right now but
1: what about i singer? guess i got the
0: very good Arnold. Let me tell you, let me yeah, tell you. you, you, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 you, like, you, you do, do, the, do the, the flicking people. and the flunkering, but people don't understand. You can't make movies like you used to. When I did Running Man, I did it for $10 million. Nah, it was me. a big hit. All of that, I wrote the script. You don't understand.
1: Eric. Please, <laughs> that's <laughs> good. No, no, okay. This is what I say to my kids when we're driving to Palm Springs. This is my way to people. yeah, 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 yeah. That, I, so we okay. So you got not, to
0: get the good steroids. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pump it up. Pump it up and just put the three. Oh, but, Eric, yeah, we, what do we See, we, I I felt like ten minutes, but we've been on here for like an hour, and I don't want. We'll. I want to do this again soon, but I just want to say before we should we,
1: have our own show. The let's have our own
0: show. Let's join forces.
1: Why wouldn't we do that? That would be. That would be. <laughs> my agent.
0: Different. My agent when I pitched a, a podcast, he goes, "You should do one with Winall." I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> food for thought well, i don't
1: know where we go i mean, it, it's kind of like a tree branch it just keeps going until finally we find a leaf but yeah yes now, you know, before we go and before i let you go or you let me go or wherever the hell you, you think i'll this let is you
0: going. go mister
1: no but um, very few people in in this business do i respect the hell out of and you are on the short list so Aww. you keep doing what you're doing i love i love the hell out of it
0: Likewise, man. And it's like every time I've gone through this business over 25 years and you've been there so many times in so many capacities. And uh, even when I remember the one time there was those tryouts for the what was the, the soccer movie that they made? The David Ants, The game of their lives. And you were like uh, casting it. And I was I, I did, I, I'm a terrible soccer player. I played other sports, but I love soccer as a broadcaster and a spectator. And I actually went there for a What am I doing? I'm not going to make this. But I remember you're there, and like you're always involved in so many ways with the sport. And I will also add, we had a, This was like a year ago. We were asking our top five goals of all time, and I was putting it together. And obviously, there's Maradona on there, and there was uh, Dennis Bergkamp in the 1998 World Cup. Either against Argentina, right? Yeah. You were on it with your goal against Switzerland in the Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> In the 94 World Cup. It was, a, it was a great, I mean, there's there's free kicks of it's like, but playing on there inside a dome in a World Cup when we first really became a soccer nation, I will never I have that whole thing memorized. You scoring and then the 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 yeah, I was watching on TV. There's a clip of Marcelo Balboa turning back and he celebrates with Tony Miola. It was just I just yes. I could yeah. picture the whole thing. And then there was no it was, it,
1: it, that, that goal itself. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's so funny how that happened because the night before I practiced and I realized that the ball was flying too far. So in that moment, I actually brought it back down. I slowed it down and I said, don't hit it too hard. The ball flies in this building. Um, and it went exactly where it was supposed to go. And, I remember Tab Ramos. Uh, God bless him. He, he walked past me and said, "Just put it on gold, and don't make us look stupid." And wow. and I didn't even hear him. You know, I you remember I, it I now? Was, I, I was so in a zone that there was just no way that I was going to mess up that moment. And I just wish that, uh, the one that the one that should have gone in was the one that uh, uh, against Colombia. I scored that one. I don't know where I end up. I probably end up at AC Milan, but it was. Uh, hmm. It was a wonderful moment because that's the loudest I've ever felt a building get in any. What a
0: feeling, place. man! What a feeling! Oh, Eric, that's a rock star moment, dude. No, that's but a rock it, star it, moment.
1: It, it felt like like electricity coming out of my fingertips, and I, I felt stupid because I didn't have a, a a a celebration. But when that place,
0: yeah, the celebration was kind of a.
1: <laughs> it was. It was just like I, I didn't know what to do. But I, 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 actually ran to the sidelines and I looked at some little girl with her mom. And I remember winking at her, just trying to act like I was cool or something. I'd love to know who that little girl is because that we,
0: we, she's I out there somewhere.
1: I bet you she remembers somewhere. it. I, I hope she does. I certainly do. So, uh,
0: listen, I'm so glad work. I brought that up, Eric, because to see you go through that would made it all worthwhile. To see. Uh, just an incredible, it's a huge moment. I mean, people don't really mention it here, but it was a huge moment. We talk about yeah. the, the Columbia game, but that kind of set the table, you know, a yeah. good Swiss team with Alain Suter and all those guys, and you know what, it you was know a one-on-one one tie, but that was a really important result.
1: Do you know what I'm proud of? Um, because Schwarza, Knup, and Shappie jumped
0: in the <laughs> they wall. They did,
1: they did. But the, but the one guy that didn't jump didn't, didn't know me. And if he, if he would have jumped, I don't know how that thing turns out, but how
0: amazing for you to remember that.
1: No, I, I, you know, Shop we weird, saw it,
0: all these guys Remember, they're going to know he's going to go. And this one guy didn't do his homework and he paid the and, ultimate and, and, price. And he was
1: all this guy and he didn't jump. And um, it just, it was, you know, it's, it's kind of like if, in your, when you play golf and you hit the perfect shot, the second that it hits the club, you know, and it was one of those moments, man, or I, I literally hit it. And if you watch it and anybody that listens to this, just watch it again, my foot goes up. And as soon as I hit it, I don't have a normal follow through. I hit it so good that I knew that that's it. So I hit the ball. And then my, my right foot actually comes straight back down and I'm standing there like, like with both feet right next to each other, which was perfect balance, which was, which was really odd. And, as soon as, I, and, and, and when the ball went exactly where it was supposed to go, um, it was just a wonderful, like, it was like, oh my God. I, it was a holy shit moment. I, I basically said, I did it. And I, and I said, I did it to myself the second I hit it. And that was the coolest part because I was like, oh my God. That is perfect. cool. That is cool. And, and, but but, the, but the, the, the delayed reaction, if you will, from the, the crowd and everything. I swear to God, that felt like a spaceship. It was gonna. It was just like like the engines were firing up, and we were supposed to take off. I mean, that's what it felt like. It felt like the movement of the ground. I, I'll never forget that. I remember when um, Ernie kissed me, and um, Harksy grabbed me, and and Tab, and Tab and Tab was the Tab was a great hug. You know that, that I watched a- <laughs> again because because it was so cool. Because I love that guy, and and it, it was you know going back to what we were saying before when you build a team that's a moment where we were a team and I could feel that my teammates were not genuinely happy that we scored. They were genuinely happy for me. And that was, that was a really cool thing.
0: So wonderful. What a wonderful thing, Eric. uh, Always as always look at you. we're, We're just publishing the audio here, but he's got this big grin on his face. Oh, what a wonderful, what a wonderful time to spend with you, Eric Rinaldo, just a legend in this sport in so many ways. There won't be any stoppage time this week because I wanted to get uh, a full conversation with Eric. But please rate, review, subscribe, download the Soccer OG. We'll be back with much more, and I hope we can have more videos like that or more podcasts like this where we can talk about these special moments. Because you <laughs> sure that. We're
1: starting our own show. You we painted a beautiful picture.
0: As I always say on the show, as I say goodbye, Plácido Domingo.